Well, welcome back to Two Pastors and a Mic. My name is Shanik. And I'm Corey. And we're so thankful that you're joining us today, wherever you're at. And also, if you're joining us from YouTube, thank you so much for watching. We appreciate you. Matter of fact, thank you for those of you that have left reviews, that have rated us. Matter of fact, we just got, uh, I think last week, a review from Voodoo McGregor. Voodoo. I'm just actually going to read it because it's really encouraging. He said, listening to this podcast or her. I can't just assume it was yeah. a guy. Yeah. Listening to this podcast has been a true blessing. Each topic is thought provoking and the goal of putting earnest grace miles above commas religiosity shines. Shannon and Corey wear their hearts and their love for Jesus and all people transparently on their sleeve for all who will listen. That's thanks. So, Thank you, Voodoo. That was awesome. Thank you. So yeah. the last few months, we've gotten one review per month. So if somebody out there is listening, Do leave it. us another review so we can say we beat last month. That's right. Appreciate and or that. leave a comment in uh, YouTube, in YouTube, on YouTube, whatever. Share yeah. this with your on friends. We appreciate all on the line. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate all your love and support. It is my favorite week of the year. No joke. It really is for me too. March Madness week, baby. Yep. You Let's know why I'm so happy? Uh, okay. Let me just let you know how ecstatic I am this year. Because I use good. Well, no, 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 no. They're, they're decent. That is not what all I was going to say. Matter of fact, I'm going to tie this into my marriage. So I got married on March 22nd. It was March 22nd, 2003. So I'm coming up on my 20 year wedding anniversary. Congrats. And I don't know if things got switched around just a little bit, but usually the first week, a lot of times of March madness is the week that is like falls on my anniversary. So I've been to places that I all these games are going on and I can't watch them. Uh, I love you, baby, but I'm thinking about yeah basketball. Yeah. And it's cool because it's actually next Wednesday. So even the games that are the second weekend are Thursday night is when they start for the weekend. So yeah. I'm golden. Like this I the am first just time good. that you can remember just in a while. Yeah. But this is the first time I use made the tournament in a while. No, they were there last year. Um, but they didn't they lose first round or something yeah, like I that. Don't know. They, they've been awful. There is no hope without you wow. for me. Wow. Okay, I I have I, them in my elite eight. So see, I I set expectations so low, and I don't expect so anything. That so that it. maybe they can exceed it. So I have them winning the first game, and that's it. And then if they happen to win the next round, amazing. So who do you have in your? Who's your final four? Final four, I have Alabama. Do you need me to tell you? Texas, Kansas, and. I don't Perdome. know who I got. Perdome. Mm. That's I'm the bracket. Put of, Purdue. You're going to put Purdue. So yeah. all are all those ones? number ones? No, uh, no. Texas is a number two. Kansas Texas is a number one. Yeah, three Texas. number ones and a number two. And I'm yep. going to just go ahead and put. Uh, I'm going to just say Texas winning it all. That's who I have. Texas winning. Like they've the been on a run. They look great. No weaknesses. Yep. I'm pretty bummed, and I, I don't know if you pay attention to this, but the East bracket, even though I, I do, I am calling it the bracket of death, even though they're. They're not always the best, but it's the biggest names. You've got Purdue, you've got Duke, Tennessee, Kentucky, Kansas State, who's the three seed, Michigan State, and Marquette, all in the same bracket. Yeah, I, f- I do feel like the committee did a good job of like balancing them, but there is a little bit like I use bracket. Mm-hmm. I think they're in the Midwest. I will call that the weakest bracket, even though the strongest team, in my opinion, is there at number two mm-hmm. overall. They're the weakest of the four, in my opinion. But I'm going to put whatever Alabama, that number one, and they have Arizona, um, Virginia. Who's the three seed in that bracket? Baylor. You know, Baylor, um, man, top to bottom. That to me, that's the bracket of death. Yeah, that it's a good bracket. It's I love this stuff. I'm uh yeah. I already said I'm going with Texas, but I follow some TikTok betting 
gambling gurus that have some statistics. So if you haven't filled out your bracket yet, if you've listened to this the day before March Madness happens, yep. here's some, help you here's win some your good advice. Pool. Yep. So do not pick these teams to win, and I'm going to tell you why. Don't pick. Now, hold on. Are you saying to win the championship yeah. or just win it all? Yeah, don't. don't well, what do you mean? Championship is. Well, I mean, it's it multiple all. games. Like, do you just mean like in the first, second round? Don't pick these. No, teams? No, no, no. I'm saying. Oh, I get what you're saying. I'm saying don't pick these teams to win the championship. Okay, got it. Tennessee, Kansas State, Baylor, Arkansas, Kentucky, or Michigan State. And so I know all you Kentucky fans that now hate me. Uh, I also put my team, Michigan State, in there. And here's why: since 1993, no team has won the national championship who did not make their conference semifinals. And those like teams, 100%, we're saying. Yep. Yeah. Those teams Crazy. did not make their conference semifinals. semifinals. So, which is wild. And then another, the same guy talks about uh, you want to find this statistic. So, you want to pick a team since I think 1994, the national champion has been a team that's been in the top 37 offensively and the top 22 defensively, statistically for the entire season. And there's only a handful of teams that fit in that category. They are Kansas, Alabama, Purdue, UCLA, Texas, Yukon, or Creighton. So how many teams is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Out of those seven teams, if you pick them, you're statistically yeah. likely to win. But also bracket. a lot of number one and number twos. And then you threw in like Creighton, who I think is a six seed. So I wouldn't pick Creighton at all. But I wouldn't pick Creighton. Any of but those other ones are they, a seed one or two. So, yeah, I think you'd be in, just fine picking those. For sure. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> all right. So we're going to continue um, in our series just talking about these um, not used very often words, yeah. if that's how I can put it. I don't know if we <laughs> really had That was terrible <laughs> English, but I think people understood what we're talking about. Words that you don't use very often, but have a pretty significant meaning in your everyday yeah. life. How about well, that? Well, they're words that have challenged us recently. and Yeah. And I actually had a guy um, who stopped me in the lobby Sunday morning, and he's like, can you guys just stop like searching for these words? Cause every single one of them, like just hit me right upside the head. Like they're exactly <laughs> me, exactly what I deal with. I don't need any more things to process. But we're not through. searching with these words. <laughs> these are real words that we've yeah, used yeah. and they've inspired us. I've actually heard more feedback from a Krasia, the Krasia episode. And yeah. I thought that was not as good as the first one. Yeah. Scrupulosity. So. I think the last two, I've heard more feedback yeah. on these podcast episodes than any of the other ones we've done. So yeah, it, I don't know. So what's the word? Interesting. Today? So the word is wagey. 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 Pronounced wagey. like whey protein. Wagey. Gotcha. It, what is it? Yeah. Well, it's the Chinese word for crisis, but it actually is composed of two characters. One of them represents danger. The other one represents opportunity. Yeah. And if you were to actually look this up on Google, some people say that that's a mistranslation. And although that mistranslation might be true, it's still cool to think about it. So we're going with it anyway. Yeah, we're just going to go with it, even it was, though this is possibly not correct or accurate. It was first used in, by JFK mm -hmm. in, during one of his speeches. And it's been a word that's kind of been referred to and has been a staple meme in American business consultants and motivational speakers. Because when you talk about wagey, that, okay, this word that symbolizes crisis, and we all deal with different crises, some on a regular basis, you have two opportunities with every crisis you face. You can actually look at it as a danger and allow fear to overtake your life, or you can look at it as an opportunity and see how you can grow as an individual. 
And so it's been used in, in gaining popularity in educational institutions, uh, politics, and in the popular press. For example, in 2007, Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice applied it during the Middle East peace talks. Uh, former Vice President Al Gore has done so numerous times in testimony before the U.S. House of Representatives Energy and Commerce Committee and in the introduction to, quote, an inconvenient truth and in his Nobel Peace Prize acceptance lecture. So it's been a word that motivational people use to get people to think about crisis. Right. I've heard it used a lot. I think Tony Robbins uses it a lot in things that he says, I'll probably go instantly to what happened really with within our context of pastoring a local church through COVID when I'm talking about this word wagey, right? We, we went through this crisis that was 2020 mm. and everything that that entailed. And a lot of people and a lot of pastor friends that we have, they were, some of them were in freak out mode. Like yeah. what's going to happen? We got to shut the walls. We're getting our rights taken away. Will people come back? Like this is really going to be a detriment to the church worldwide. But as we got together as a staff, and of course it was crisis, but we saw the opportunity in it. And mm -hmm. if you remember, we came out with this thing called the Sunday show. Mm -hmm. It was a new way to have service. Of course, everyone was online. We saw it as something where we can get better with all of our production across the board. Oh. We can, we can, uh, put together like a service in different ways with different elements, still get the message and heart that is Hill City, Hill City in sharing the gospel in new covenant ways yeah. and understanding th through and with grace. I just feel like we saw this crisis as an opportunity for us to reach even more people than ever before. Yeah. And I think we experienced that. Like there are so many new people that discovered us through that time because everyone was online and everyone was searching for ways to have service or if their local church didn't have one um, or if they did we were doing it I think in a pretty creative way and it was this cool opportunity for us to continue to grow yeah so well if you're not paying attention to dates it actually the release of this podcast three years ago this week the world shut down hmm. which is kind of crazy to think about it, it I didn't is. think about it till right now right I actually released a blog on March 13th, 2020, which it's actually the day that we recording this is March 13th, 2023. And I talked about this idea when faith and crisis collide. And I was challenged because I didn't think of COVID as a big deal at first, kind of like everybody else. And then when the NBA season and March Madness three years ago, every all right. those sports arenas shut down, I was like, oh gosh, I started to freak out. I started to panic realistically. And then I saw our friend, Pastor Josh Hart, put this little post out, and he said, if your faith is no good in crisis, then you don't have enough. Hmm. And I remember, we've talked a lot about faith in this conversation and on the podcast and where I'm at with that today. But yeah, it was like, man, if I'm dealing with this crisis, which was a worldwide crisis at the time, and I'm allowing the circumstance to put me in a fear that paralyzes me, then I need to reevaluate why I believe what I believe because I have to be reminded consistently of the power that lives within me. And I want to be able to say that I wasn't initially worried, but, you know, I was. And it affected me for a, a while, for a couple of weeks until that, that post by Josh. 
And, you know, you know, faith is not necessarily about everything turning out okay. Faith is about being okay no matter how things turn out, you know? And so it was a good, it was a good challenge for me. I love that we're talking about this word because yeah, any, any circumstance you are walking through today, you have these two options. You right. can look at your circumstance as a danger and let par- uh, fear paralyze you, or you can look at it as an opportunity to rise above and gain new skills and new perspectives in life. Yeah. And I'm just now thinking if I can switch up a little bit and actually bring in some scripture with this, I'm thinking about Paul in Philippians one, he's chained 24 hours a day to a prison guard, we would say crisis, right? (laughs) Arrested, chained to a guard 24 seven. But he actually said, I'm in chains for Christ. Like there is a reason there's an incredible opportunity with this. And I see it as I have a captive audience 24 hours a day that I can influence and then they can begin to influence. He understood the power of the ripple effect. Hmm. And so that is how wagey could play out, especially for sure. Um, there's other places where Paul, um, he says, I have to go to Ephesus. I really want to stay here. I think it maybe it was in Corinth or, uh, in one of the towns, but he said, Hey, I got to go to Ephesus because there is a great door opening there for me, but there are many there who oppose me, hmm. but he didn't focus on the people that opposed him or would ridicule him or call him a false teacher, whatever. He said, no, there's incredible opportunity here. So really what we're talking about in Wagey is our perspective and how we approach, how we're going to respond to whatever it is we're going through to the crisis. Because a lot of times we find ourselves in crisis. And yes, sometimes the decisions that we have made put us there. But there are other times where just life and circumstance puts us right in the face of crisis. And now it's up to us to have perspective, to see things clearly, to know okay, I can see the risk, there might be danger, but I can also see the opportunity and the reward that can come from this situation. I love that. Yeah, because there's like three super easy topics to talk about real quick, like finances. Okay, you have two opportunities. You can allow potential financial pressure to destroy you and live in fear and danger of what that reality is. Or you can rise above and this is an opportunity to maybe to get on budget. Same thing with your marriage, you know, like circumstances happen. In my opinion, it's it's less about your marital circumstances and more about the emotional trauma from childhood that you, you never ever dealt with, and you're probably reacting from an insecurity or from some type of lie that you believed from childhood that you need to unpack to get to a healthy place so it doesn't affect your marriage, so to speak. Yeah. But those are you you have an awesome opportunity. You can live in danger and fear uh, with your marriage crisis, or you can rise above it and give yeah. it as an opportunity. And to grow. for a lot of us, we base this off of experience, right? I had this bad experience. So now every experience when I'm faced with this, whatever this is, mm-hmm. it's going to turn out in a negative way. Right. Um, so I'll just tell you about what I'm going through right now. Do it. Because uh, you mentioned finances and how we look at things. So in my life, I have bought three investment properties. You call them home runs. And I, th- I think I would be on that same page. Well, two of the three are out of the park home runs. <laughs> And the one that you're about to share is an inside the park home run. I still believe it's a home run. Yeah, but you didn't even let me set it up and tell the story yet. But got into some properties at a really good price, not needing much. And I mean like 10000 or less investment into them to get them livable, rentable as an investment. Well, I just recently bought one on auction, sight unseen. Um, it was a foreclosure. I was not able to see the inside. I could just drive by. 
and ended up winning this auction, going through with the closing, walking in the door, and I'm just going to say, OMG. I think I've shared a little bit about this on the podcast so far, but... OMG is kind. <laughs> like, we're talking borderline hoarder situation. No, that's with not borderline multiple hoarder. Multiple... That is hoarder. ...cats with... You can imagine the amount of urine and fecal amount and fecal matter and the smell. Oh my gosh! And we got it cleared out recently, and the smell is just lingering. I really don't know if it's going to go away, but anyway. So we got into this, and it's going to be so much more. And now I'm sitting in this fear and danger portion. Okay, I feel like okay, this is kind of a crisis. This is not like my other three. It's completely different. But now I need people like you that can that keep telling me and it's reminding a, it's me. It's a home run. Still it, a home it's run. not quite a home run. Like because it's inside the park. Because I'm comparing. Because you got to run those bases. You got to run those bases fast because you're not sure. It's yeah. but it's still. A home I can't run. just jog around because it was out of the park. You're yeah. right. That's so it, there's, there's some work. It's a brilliant. It's a brilliant <laughs> illustration. illustration for what you're going through. But it is yeah. okay. But you, we'll figure this out. But <laughs> at the same time, it is like crisis, and I got to look at it one of two ways. Yeah. It is that bad. Well, stop looking at it in a danger thing and start looking at it as an opportunity because this thing is bank. But I'll there let you know the process as we go along. So, it, boxes full of cat poop Yeah, in the corner of that room. There were, what, I counted 12 boxes, I think? Piled up in the one thing, there was over 20. Oh my and gosh. I don't know if they were they were closed up. I don't know if they were full kitty litter boxes. We I, have some I really pictures. If you want pictures, text us. We'll send you some of these pictures. It was <laughs> as bad as he's saying. But so bad. opportunity. Yeah. It's that, real life. That, that's how I'm trying to look at it, like an opportunity, yep. and eventually it'll work out, even if, if even if in the meantime, there's a lot of you know unknowns, mm-hmm. a lot more sweat equity going into it than what I thought, For a sure. lot more money going out. For sure. Than what I thought. Um, you got to hustle around those bases, big boy. Yeah, got to. Okay, so we're obviously pastors, and what we talk about a lot is ministry. And if you've been on this journey with us in the podcast over the last two two years, you know we talk about deconstruction a lot, where we're at. It's actually interesting because two years ago I listened to a podcast because, again, I was dealing with some church stuff, which I'll tell you here in a second. And I was like, man, I sounded bitter two years ago. Like I was talking about a subject that I was still pissed off, pissed off about. And so it was kind of fun actually to go back because I'm in a much better place today, even though I'm still dealing with some stuff. But we hear this all the time with people is a faith crisis. You know, like, what do I believe Mm. now that I'm questioning certain things or going through deconstruction? And it can and does cause a spiritual crisis. And you do have these two options. It can become a danger for you or fear, and and you walk away from everything. And justifiably so. And you probably have real answers for your questions that move you away from faith. Or it can be an opportunity for you to grow and unlearn and relearn, which is extremely difficult and Mm -hmm. not sexy and not fun. But it's an opportunity for you to become a different person, so to speak, and be grounded in a real and freeing love that, in my opinion, only Jesus provides. But that's not fun. It's not fun. And it is, we've had several people message us, or even there's been a couple of comments in Facebook messages and comments on our um, podcast about, like, what do I do now? I One guy wrote on Facebook publicly, he's like, man, like I've been going through deconstruction and I don't know if I have any faith at all. What, what's my next step? And a lot of people want to just get out of that process because it's so uncomfortable and so not fun. But honestly, we went, we talk about sitting in the well, just a couple episodes ago. Sometimes you just have to sit in that frustration and allow yourself to be angry and to be uncertain and 
to be frustrated wherever your faith is and recognize that that's part of the journey. Yeah, it really is. But like you just said, you're choosing to grow and mature. Yeah. And you're opening yourself up to learn, which I think is one of the best compliments you can give someone is that they're teachable and willing to learn. Yeah, yeah. And so this past week, it was the first time, so we transitioned over the last two years, really, really since 2019, my mind's been transitioning, but last year was the first time I actually transitioned. Then we had to transition again. And for the last six months, I've been in such a great place, like really enjoy what I do, really feel fulfilled in my life. And this past week, I was the most overwhelmed I've ever been. I actually texted you Mm -hmm. all of the stuff that I'm either dealing with, like the people that I'm counseling and or family stuff that's going on in our church and my life personally. There were 19 different situations that I'm hands-on in, involved in. And a lot of people are just going through heartbreaking things, really sad things. And some of them I'm, I'm not giving advice to. I'm just sitting in the well with it. But right. I feel that. And for the first time in a long time, I felt so overwhelmed to the point that I, I had to take a half day on Thursday just to clear my mind. And I don't even know how to clear my mind. If we're honest, I went home and I started doing house projects. So I, I don't know if that was healthy, but it was part of my process. And here I am like six days sitting in this, these 19 families things. And yeah, I'm still feel overwhelmed, but I'm feeling I'm such a better headspace today than I was six days ago. Sometimes I try to see it as an opportunity to grow and get out of real quick. And right. that's not necessarily what we mean by an opportunity to grow. Sometimes the opportunity to, to, to grow is sitting in processing and evaluating. And I think I'm, I'm getting to a place where it's much more healthy, but yeah, I'm still overwhelmed and sad for a lot of these families that are just dealing with hard stuff. Cause we're not a huge yeah. church. Right. And I'm in that with you because yeah. I'm going through that. And while we were texting back and forth and you're asking me, what are some of these other things? Cause it helps me to write them down so that I can yeah. keep processing through them instead of just being blindsided or my thoughts being all over the place. And yeah, after you texted me the list, you're like, Oh my gosh, it's up to like 19 things that we're all kind of going through and sitting in. And there is a, a weight to that mm-hmm. for sure. And thinking about it though, the growth process and maturing process all, is getting to a place where you always don't have the answer or solution and yeah. how to get out, but being able to, sit in it and still experience peace and still experiencing peace through it. That that's maturity and growth. Yeah. So that's where I've just been sitting at. And that's what we wanted to challenge to be a little bit vulnerable this week and give you that word, that wagey word is every thing that you experience in life. You have two things. You can allow yourself to live in the danger and freak out about it or view it as an opportunity and see how you're going to rise above it. Absolutely. And I think, If you're going through something right now, I think this would be a great episode for you to text someone that is going through it with you, whether that be a spouse, spouse, a spouse. You've done that a lot this episode. eh? Yeah. Well, (laughs) at the same time, we finally got our our, uh, headphones fixed and uh, maybe I just got used to all the delay before. I listened back to last week's episode and I misspoke like eight times. And it was all because there was a delay in our headphones. We yeah. didn't want to. It's tell almost people. like someone is interrupting us. <laughs> and so like it would force us I'm to stutter. <laughs> Here's <laughs> our no, opportunity to share grow. this yeah. episode with a spouse, a friend, a coworker, someone that you can have a conversation around and that can come alongside and you both together can look at something, the crisis, whatever it is you're facing together 
not as something to be fearful of, but to actually look at it as an opportunity for you guys to mature and to grow together. And that's actually really important to do that because sometimes you can't see your situation as an opportunity to grow and you need somebody else to come Mm -hmm. alongside of you. So share that, share what you're going through with somebody, somebody that you find safe, somebody that can help you, someone that's not just going to give you advice, but going to sit in that well with you because that's super important to not do wagey, so to speak alone. Awesome. So with that, just know you're loved and there's nothing you can do about it. 